When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Rejoice, rejoice, hallelujah. Hey, ho, Billy-O, hey, ho. Billy-O, that's right, everybody. It's the Billy-O is back edition of the Six Rings and Football Things podcast brought to you by your friends at WEI Odyssey and 2400 Sports. We got Nick Fitzy Stevens. We got Andy Jumbo Hart. And we got a brand spanking new offensive coordinator. All right. Well, it's the same coordinator that we had a little over a decade ago. But you'll always remember this particular day, Tuesday, January 24th, 2023, when you found out that Bill O'Brien had indeed been brought back as OC and QBC of the NEP. Andy, it was the most obvious story and news line in Boston, as anyone who's watching on YouTube can now see that a dog has just entered. Is that Billy O? <laughs> Billy O, come here. My God, that's Billy O's music. He just came through the door. Oh, God. No, that's uh, that's my dog. Uh, Okay. Um, ben, who we should probably call Scratchy since he always scratches at the door during the podcast. And but he, I'm like gonna, most people, uh, lost interest in us. <laughs> but I am not going to start hurling F-bombs at this particular Scratchy, unlike Tom Brady last night. Uh, that's right. Billy O'Brien is back. We all thought it was going to happen. It was only a matter of time, it seemed. The most obvious candidate was the right candidate all along. Um, what's your? What was your initial thought? Like, what took so long? About time? Okay. First step in the right direction? Where were you at? Happiness. Happiness is getting what you want to some degree. And it took a year and we can just, you know, bury that ball of a year, wash it as water under the bridge, whatever. But everybody, it, it's sort of the tale of two seasons too. Like you didn't get what you wanted last year. And now it's like transparency releases blood for the mob. Oh, we get Billy. O. it's like, you're getting what you wanted. So now next up on the to-do list, give me a wide receiver that I think is a true number one, but we'll leave that for another podcast of another day. No, I just, I, I tweeted out this morning, like, can, you know, on, on Twitter, like, can people be devil's advocate? Like, what's the downside to Billy? Oh, this and, can't be as great as we all think it's going to be. Especially right? for me, like for me, who says, like, this is so obvious. This is so perfect. He knows Alabama. He knows New England. He knows Belichick. He knows Mac. Like, put it in a blender and we have an offense that should be better. I don't know how much better. I'm not willing to say like, oh, number one offense in the NFL. No, 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 no. We can start to figure out how good Mac is. We can start to figure out who good the personnel is, but the offense should not be the poop show that it was last year. It should not be fodder for Dan Orlovsky and Kurt Warner each week to do their little YouTube or Twitter videos, just mocking the spacing and the play calling and the lack of consistency. So I know there's a small minority that doesn't like it. 
And I know, you know, our guy, Mike Rodak told us and the Alabama fans are, are glad to be rid of him. Well, mm -hmm. then this is the perfect story because you're glad to be rid of him. And most New England fans are glad to have him and bring some legitimacy to the offense. One man's trash can often be another man's treasure. And in this particular case, I, as far as Bill O'Brien goes, like, look, I, I, I've advocated for this on the radio, on our pod many a times that I just want tried, true, traditional, and successful. Give me the most boring yet proven hires you can make. That's why I'd be cool with Doug Marone, although we found out one of the other four offensive coordinator candidates, Adrian Clem, is actually sort of getting a second interview. Now he'll actually be uh, interviewed for potential offensive line coaching, which is also potentially a great step for the Patriots. But Bill O'Brien was always and most obviously the answer like you said, because of his familiarity with Mac, because of his friendship with Belichick, because of his knowledge of from the offense, the stadium, the Kraft family, where the locker room is, everything. What the Patriots have just done is more than just like duct taped on the bumper that was hanging off of the car. They took it into the shop and they got a nice brand. They got some good body work done. They have stabilized the offense. Now they can look to improve the personnel do what they need to do to compete with an AFC where hell man, like there's four or five high quality young quarterbacks that are going to be leading dynamic offenses for years, if not decade pluses to come that you're going to have to contend with. So you best get someone in the building that can start maximizing the product or the guy that they have under center and get in the competition. Cause they were so far from it this past year. Yeah. It, it just, it was sort of a forgettable, laughable, but unforgettable year all in one, like mm -hmm. you'll never forget it, but you're probably better off just forgetting it for everybody involved. Like Mac, Bill, Matt, everybody. Yeah. Just that forget. was the, that's why the Doug Kide tweet, our pal Claire on a Claire perspective this morning reminded me that the perfect tweet was Doug Kide putting out like Will Smith with that little red fob from men in black, like all Pats fans should just look at that. Yep. Forget 2022 happened. It is a lost season, but it's done. It's reviewed now, kid. We are on to 2023 and now finding out what Mac Jones can truly be. And you know this, I'm biased. I like Billy O personally, professionally. I think he's a really smart coach. I think, you know, the, the things he's done at various stops are sort of Brian Debolian, if that's a word. Debolian. Okay. That's, you know, I'll, I'll work Bill with it. Bolian. Debolian. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Debolian. Yes. Not Poland. Um, but he has, because I do think people forget, because one of the, the little criticisms is like, this is another Belichick, friend of Belichick, pipeline guy. No, no, he, he was an offensive coordinator in college before he ever stepped foot in Gillette Stadium and with the New England Patriots. And then everything after that, I'm sorry, he stood on his own two feet at Penn State for two tough years in the arguably one of the worst situations in the history of coaching he stepped into. And that was all on him. And you know, the, the trials and tribulations, the ups, the downs of his tenure in Houston is interesting. Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot on his resume to believe that he has the one thing, the very, very one thing that Matt Patricia didn't have experience. Mm -hmm. Like he has experience leading offenses in so many different ways and adjusting to different personnels, injuries, F ups, backup quarterback, star quarterback, athletic quarterback non-athletic quarterback like everything you could look for he has dealt with and that was my argument against basically Matt Patricia like not that he's not smart not that he you know Bill said he good coach is a good coach I agree good coach can be a good coach but 
that doesn't mean he's an expert. That doesn't mean he's qualified for that actual job. Bill O'Brien is as qualified, I would argue, as any candidate you could have, possible. Like, I, I don't, can you think of a more qualified, just forget the connection, like just his resume. Is there a more <laughs> qualified candidate? No, someone who just came from the school Mac Jones was at, who's previously engaged in playbook discussions with him since Mac helped him learn the playbook on the fly. He's been in New England, head coach, college coach, collegiate offensive coordinator, professional offensive coordinator, like every uh, innovator, intelligent, friendly to the local area. Also, like we know he works in this market. One of the things that the Red Sox have been tone deaf on, one of the things that people often overlook with the finicky fans of Foxborough, Boston sports in New England, Bill O'Brien works here. He fits here. He's one of us. He's a grinder. He's funny. He's smart. He's surly. He's emotional. He's temperamental. He's a grinder. He's a competitor. Like every little thing that you want, like you said, and then some, Andy, every box you want checked for somebody who needs to come help stabilize the offense, stabilize the organization. And as Matt Patricia tried to reverse engineer an offense last year, now Billy O has to basically grab the frigate that had been steered into the side of the canal and just slowly over the next few weeks, start to turn it around, erase everything that had gotten done, start putting back in the successful pieces and elements of a functional offense, and then add personnel, then innovate, then get to the grind of trying to compete against Buffalo, Cincinnati, Kansas city, Jacksonville, chargers, et cetera. Okay. So, I think everybody or the the majority believe this is a good hire, perfect hire, great hire, first step towards a successful uh, offseason in New England. Yeah, and you weren't going to hire as, as nice as that offensive process was. Pardon me for just jumping in, but like as the interview process, it's great that we all, you and I both thought the candidates were actually pretty interesting. McCardell, Sean Jefferson, uh, internally Nick Cayley, who apparently Rap Sheet said was the leading internal candidate and, and had a great interview. This is the one that makes the most sense of all. And it wasn't just a dog and pony show, even if they wanted to meet with it, they wanted to hire him all along. So let's uh, touch on the opposite end of the spectrum, just for the full discussion's sake, the responses I got to the downside devil's advocate side. Like why Mm -hmm. isn't this good? The one that I put in my tweet sort of chumming the water was just simply, you were looking for completely fresh new blood. You were looking for, Sean Jefferson, who's never been a coordinator, but is an offensive mind, a former receiver, has bounced around, has Cliff Kingsbury background, like those things. Okay, you're not getting that with Billy O'Brien. But I also think you went with as fresh a blood as you could have last year. So maybe you didn't want to go so fresh. Send this back. Could you cook it a little? Could you cook this just a little bit? It's a little bloody for my liking. Um, You blanked around and you found out. Enough with the blanking around. Right. So the next one was... This is the most common response. Oh, there goes D-Hop, which I don't know if that's true or not true. I know Mark Daniels had a little blurb about um, Mm -hmm. an executive that says maybe they could work together. But let's just go with the theory they can't. Let's just go with the easy, simple, he traded him, he compared him to Aaron Hernandez, like, nope, we don't want this. So I'd rather have the coach than D-Hop, personally, because I think... You can find another receiver. You may even have receivers that you think are good enough under Billy O. A, agree. I definitely want the coordinator just because there may be a receiver you could find in the draft. Uh, like we said, the free agent class isn't great. Uh, you could maybe make a trade for somebody, although maybe Cincinnati 
gets to the Super Bowl this year and says, uh, we don't want to break this core up. And they find a way to kick that proverbial cash can down the curb for a couple more seasons. I definitely would like the coordinator more, Andy. And to your point, we don't really know what these receivers, well, I mean, we know what they are, but we don't really know what they can all be together because they were so unbelievably dysfunctional and unhappy all last season. Maybe we can get Kendrick Bourne back to his 2021 numbers and maybe beyond. Maybe Devontae Parker can come within a sniff of his 2019 numbers in Miami as a big outside target. Maybe Tyquan Thornton can become uh, a vertical threat or a horizontal threat or, or both. Who knows? And how about Ramondre Stevenson? What could he possibly make of Ramondre Stevenson? Because last year, you didn't have anybody innovative coming up with plays for him. He was just he was just overused because there was no other alternative uh, with a with an invisible pass game and a failing run game as the season progressed. Yes, so uh, I couldn't agree more that I'm willing to give up a year or two of D Hop for Billy O'Brien. But I mentioned a year or two that was the next most common uh, downside. Well, if he's as good as we think he is, he's going to be looking for another job in a year or two. Okay, uh, uh, and. A, I think anybody would be like Ben Johnson. No one, that's his name, right? The guy, the from- offensive coordinator in Detroit who eschewed going to Carolina to go back to Detroit for one more season. No one knew his name a year ago. This nope. year, he's turning down head coaching jobs. You, it's that quick in the NFL, especially on the offensive side of the ball. When you become the next big thing on offense, you have the opportunity within a year to go to a head coach. And so that's a risk you'd run with Sean Jefferson. If Sean Jefferson comes in here, and all of a sudden, Mac Jones throws for 5,000 yards and the Patriots are one of the best offenses in football. You don't think Sean Jefferson's getting coaching opportunities? Have fun storming the castle. Right. Yeah, he's gone. No, he, so, he gone. I actually think the opposite. I think the things we've heard about Billy O wanting to live in New England, wanting to live in Massachusetts, wanting to return home might buy you more time, might be even more of a perfect candidate who might want to be here longer. Forget about coaching, waiting promises or anything like that. Like I'm just talking about Maybe he wants to settle down for a few years and have some consistency with his family. And as I've mentioned, his son is playing baseball at Tufts next year. Maybe he wants to stay here for a couple of years to watch him play D3 baseball in the NESCAC, whatever. I actually think Billy O, you run the risk of losing anybody. Good enough season, and you run it with Billy O. If they have a great year, same thing. If Mac is the best quarterback in football next year and wins the MVP, some team might throw five you know, $10 million a year for the next 10 years at Billy O. And he might have to say, well, I know, honey, we talked about living here for a couple of years, but that's a hundred million dollars they're offering. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, how do you feel about Carolina this time? You know, a lot of people are retiring to the Carolinas. They say it's going to be the new Florida. Right. So I, I just think that argument that you might lose him is, is just not a very legitimate one. Um, for the you could be looking, Andy, at the next coach of the Los Angeles Chargers coaching Mac Jones right now. Right. And that's and, fine. And, and which and, and listen, I think but I think right now, if both of us had to choose who is your next HC of the NEP, I think we would both still probably say because of what we learned this week via Tommy Curran about Gerard Mayo sitting in on the offensive coordinator interviews that I think it's probably more likely to be Mayo than it is Billy O'Brien. I don't know, but I don't know. We, neither of us knows who, who, who knows? Maybe you know what I like options. Yeah. Suddenly, instead of having a coaching staff where everybody is like duct tape and tort their way to figuring out their jobs on the fly, you have, oh my God, impressive candidates internally mm-hmm. who could be the head coach, multiple head coaches in waiting, multiple 
options. <laughs> you had you had multiple punchlines, and now you have multiple talents. Right. That's, like, yeah. Legitimate look, candidates. If you look at this staff, depending on what happens with Matt Patricia, because, I mean, I know Tom Karn has sort of floated the idea, because Patricia's Detroit contract ran out, could Patricia be out of work and, and go elsewhere? Maybe. I, I'm still working under the theory that he'll be back in some form or fashion with the Patriots. If that's the case, you'll have three former NFL head coaches on staff and likely now in roles that they're suited for. If Joe Judge looked more towards special teams, Matt Patricia more towards defense and mm -hmm. general or assistance. Just, just yeah, yeah, special advisory nonsense, right. Huey, whatever he's the Ernie now, Adams role. And now Bill O'Brien running the offense. And then you add in. Gerard Mayo, seen as a rising star coach, a guy who could have interviewed for a head coaching job this year, suddenly the brain drain is no longer draining. It is plugged up, and you are just filling the bathtub, baby. There's a bunch of hair clogged in there, and you are getting a bubble bath of coaching talent ready to go this year. As opposed to people, I wasn't, I was, I wasn't necessarily expecting bubble bath to get worked into today's podcast, yeah. but once again, I'm here for it as always. And bath instead bomb. of having it, Drop having people, <laughs> Mayo's a bath who's, bomb, Judge is a bath bomb, Patricia's a bath bomb. You get a bath bomb. You get a bath Everybody bomb. Who's bath. ready for a jazz bath? And then Bill takes off his towel and slides in. Okay, Wait, everyone's mind's eye would love to unsee that. Thank you so much, Andy. But instead of basically people vulturing talent from the estate sale of the previously uh, wondrous double dynastic run. Now the Patriots just went to like Costco and stocked up on legitimacy and coaching experience and candidates. And yeah, everything is going to look a lot different this fall than it did last season. Maybe it'll start to look more like it did in the past. So there'll be comfort and familiarity. And, and, and also just to hear on day one, Again, Mark Daniels did an excellent job this morning in addition to sourcing out that thing from the ESPN Plus article about the NFL executive saying mm, maybe D-Hop and Billy O could come back together if cooler heads prevail. There was also that nice little nugget on a source relaying that Mac Jones is super excited to work with Billy O'Brien. Like, that's what you want to hear. And anything that you heard to the like last year was garbage. It was complete horse feathers because we all knew by early May that linemen skilled players and the quarterback were in complete turmoil over what the hell was going on. Oh, you mean Mac didn't actually like the quote unquote open conversation. That is the Patriots offense. He didn't like having, I'm teaching Joe and Joe is teaching me. We're teaching each other. He didn't love that concept of, uh, of setup or whatever you want to call it. No, that's I, you know, work. Andy, sometimes you can, for, to get a job done on the computer, sometimes you can find some open source software that someone will have just recently used and say like, Hey, you can compose word documents with this or like, Hey, I found this program. It's simple HTML, or you can do Photoshop and it's great, but it's still open source software. That's like just still in a beta test mode and might crash on you or be a complete disaster. Sometimes it's okay, like the Patriots just did, to pay a premium for like Microsoft Word or Fo Adobe Photoshop or whatever it is you need to actually get the job done digitally. Like I applaud the fact that they just went out and wrote some checks to keep the talent in-house for a change. Absolutely. absolutely, And that's why I'm, I'm scrolling through. And it, by the way, I thought it was interesting, like my tweet. This might be one of the most responses I've ever gotten to a tweet. Usually you just get retweets and likes. Mm -hmm. Like. There was 130 actual responses to a Murgatroyd, tweet. Murgatroyd, hold on one second. Let's go I ahead find and take a, a lot. Wow. Um, 
And another one of the arguments against Billy O'Brien is, and I think there's some validity here, but I don't know that it's an argument against him in, in the way that people present it, is that, well, finally, you're going to find out whether Mac's any good or not. Yeah, that's what I want to do. That's the point. I would love to expedite that process of finding out whether I have a franchise quarterback or whether I don't have a franchise quarterback. And I think that's one of my big takeaways from today. There's no more excuses for Mac Jones. You now have a big boy offensive coordinator. You have an offense. So don't be looking at the sideline and screaming and don't be pointing or anything like that. It's on you now. You need to measure up with the offense and the other quarterback on the other side of the field more often than not. So Mm-hmm. I like that because the last thing I want going into 2024 mm-hmm. is to still have questions about quarterback. I'd we like shouldn't have had him going into 2023, dude. And I, oh, by the okay. way, I am loving uh, reading all these replies. First of all, it's a lot of quote tweets and people don't like, I can't believe people misunderstood the fact that you just want to hear from Pats fans with your, can anyone play devil's advocate? Is there a downside to the hashtag hiring Bill O'Brien? other than those who may have desired truly fresh new offensive blood. What in the world are people clapping back at you? And seriously, even somebody like myself who, yeah, (laughs) my God. Oh, why are we the best at being the worst? But again, I, we, we just are. And God bless us for it. Um, the, the I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Goal number one heading into 2022 was let's find out how great or how good or how not great or how not good Mac Jones really can be as a franchise quarterback. We didn't find out. Now we got to do it again. But at least now by hiring Bill O'Brien, by knowing somebody else will be working in concert, having organized multiple different offenses before with loads of divergent, dynamic, explosive and obnoxious talent. Now you're going to have somebody who's going to get the most out of Mac Jones. And so by this time next year, you and I will be doing a podcast gauging how much they may try to open a negotiation with Mac Jones for in a contract extension as he heads into year four, when, of course, you have to decide if you're going to pick up that fifth year option or who they're going to be looking for as the future under center, because right now we still don't know. Right. And that's actually problematic because you're heading into year three of the five-year deal of Mm -hmm. cheap rookie quarterback contract. Yeah, yeah. So you kind of wasted a very important year there. But again, that's water under the bridge. We've moved forward. We're not talking about that anymore. And getting Mac either to play at a high level, which Mm -hmm. is obviously option number one. I'm sure that's the preferred option for Robert Kraft, Bill Belichick, certainly for Mac Jones and Sophie and whatever his dog's name is. But 
even if you what find out that dog's name, by the way, it's probably something annoying. It, it's got to be named like a can, like a candy or a spice or something. Yeah. Well, we also know it's whatever Sophie named it because Mac doesn't have an opinion on anything. So I'm sure. Oh, what? But even if you find out he stinks, like even if Billy O'Brien is at the end of his rope come mm-hmm. next December, I think that's a positive step because a for the most part, Billy O'Brien has seen and knows a lot of quarterbacks. Brock Osweiler is a name that I'll leave out. I don't know exactly how that Ooh. happened. And he decided that was a franchise quarterback for the, for the Texans. But, you know, he has seen Tom Brady and Deshaun Watson, but he's also had to try to win with Brock Osweiler and Brian Hoyer and some mm-hmm. of those guys. So he let Brian Hoyer to the playoffs for God's sakes. Yeah. And I think that's actually one of the pelts and on his wall. Um, and but, so was having a 24 nothing lead against the Kansas City Chiefs. Hold on. In the AFC Championship. Now, one of the detriments to Billy O'Brien's time as a coach and coordinator and general manager, in addition to trading away D Hop because of their massive differences, was also pissing away said 24 to nothing lead in the AFC Championship. Good news is he doesn't make those decisions anymore. He doesn't have to. Plays. Nope. Call the offense, call the plays, make Mac good. Get Mac so he looks comfortable in the pocket and in his progressions, add some RPOs, play action, the whole thing, blend it mm. all together, Alabama and New England. So um, there's no question that Mac is going to remain the centerpiece story, but in a much different light. And it's actually, so I don't know if you recall, I like to toot my own horn, but I was dead wrong on this one um, when I wrote that it was a no-lose situation for Mac last year. I was mm-hmm. wrong. A lot of people pounced on him and ripped him. I was stunned at how angry people got with Mac. This year, I think there's a lot of pressure. This is make or break year for him because he can't point to the sideline as stinking, and he's not going to have Dan Orlovsky telling people why the offense sucks. Mm-hmm. Most people are going to say, oh, wait, the offense is still struggling. We're still turning the ball over. We're still not good in the red zone. Huh. Wonder what the problem is. Oh, I wonder if it's that guy wearing number 10 who has the ball in his hand all the time. So all the pressure, all the spotlight is on Mac Jones. Uh, A couple of good quality tweets from our pal, the old first in Foxborough host and frequent guest whenever you and I host any number of programs at WEI. Kyrie Thompson at Katie Thompson 5. He had a nice tweet a couple hours ago. A few initial impressions of B.O.B. offenses with Alabama and Houston. Pats fans will want to hear this one. A lot of quick hitting empty concepts out of shotgun that would play to Mac Jones's strengths as a fast processor. Agree. Under center play action, deep shots that could benefit speedy wide receivers like Tyquan Thornton. I actually remember those uh, that Mac Jones hit on a lot when he was the quarterback at Alabama as well and didn't involve Bill O'Brien. So that again, will play nicely into it. That's me editorializing Uh, some use of bunch sets to create free releases arguably could do more to scheme guys open. A few nice wrinkles on traditional concepts like the mesh to do just that, but also some wide receiver spacing issues. Uh, it could, it should be much better than last year, just not revolutionary. Okay. I mean, again, like these are all things Pats fans should want to hear. And I would like to also point out, Andy, that to all the Pats fans that immediately go to, hey, we got two tight ends, two guys that they spent a ton of money on. The Boston Tea Party 2.0 is coming back. What you had in 2011 was something that maybe no team will ever see again, which was the greatest traditional tight end in history and one of the truly best. It's a shame what happened to him personally. We are not judging what happened to him off the field 
and his criminal activities. But on the field, Aaron Hernandez was an electric football talent. And with mm -hmm. the two of those in their prime, Bill O'Brien was literally given like sushi, like a huge piece of sushi grade tuna and a tomahawk ribeye. No wonder why he cooked some of the best meals Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, or Pats fans ever saw before, as I always go back to top tier food analogies. But you're not going to see the same personnel groupings and the same prolific tight end scoring offenses just because you got Hunter and Janu. Sorry. Well, it's really no different than saying we're going to see the exact same level of quarterback play. He had Tom Brady then. He has Mac Jones now. Why won't the quarterback play be the same? It should be. I Right? Like, yeah. If we're just going to assume that he's going to turn whatever he has now into whatever he had then, then Mac should be Tom Brady. And nobody mm -hmm. is going to expect that, I would hope. Um, no, it, it, the, it's ridiculous. And and I, I've said this to you. I think the two tight end thing is more a product of Bill Belichick than it is Billy O'Brien. Like, that's Holy what smokes. And Andy, Tom Brady in 2011. Uh, 13 and three, 401 completion, 611 attempts, 66% complete, 66% completion, 5,235 yards, 39 touchdowns. Damn. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty yeah. Good. Oh, now, wait. Surrounded by talent, but also the run game was Danny Woodhead and Ben Jarvis Green Ellis. So you had greater tight ends. You didn't necessarily have the most dynamic run game. Now you at, now you get Ramondre Stevenson. So, you know, that's why, that's why I think he's going to be a monster this year. So the other thing I wanted to touch on is this idea that some fans have, some of the dweebs on Twitter. Uh, Wait, hold on. This is a perfect chance for you to say, you people. You people <laughs> that label Bill O'Brien a loser because he's never won a championship. He was in the window of no Super Bowl titles in New England. He goes to Alabama where they win regularly, doesn't win a title there, and therefore... Billy O'Brien is a inherent loser. I, I hate it. I couldn't hate uh, it anymore. Oh, please. As my mom even used to like to say, I'll blow it out your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Honest to God. That's a great, it's one of my all-time favorites. It really is. It, like, I, I mentioned it to you when we were doing uh, the 10 and a half hour WEI football Sunday the other day. Uh, did he give up 52 points to Tennessee? Did he, you know, did he have trouble containing Georgia's Stetson Bennett led offense? Uh, is it Bill O'Brien's fault that Tom Brady threw an ill-advised pick to a hobbled Gronk or missed Welker on the seam route in Super Bowl 46? No, it's not. Bill O'Brien is very good. He's really good at utilizing the talent that you're given and calling a game in rhythm and reading the way the game is going. And that's one of the things that was one of the major deficiencies, obviously, of Matt Patricia was no prior experience, no intuitive call to the game where, oh, th they're countering with this. This is the way I need to go. Here's how my guys are feeling like the, the game plans and the game script never improved as the game went on for the Patriots this past season. And I would argue that if Gronk played on two feet two two legs, he they probably win that Super Bowl. So handily. Um, uh, and and I would also wonder to me, going to the playoffs with Brian Hoyer is probably more of an impressive feat than it is uh, a black mark against him to not win the Super Bowl. To go to the Super Bowl and not win, like, it's hard to win the Super Bowl. Like, it just is. And and I don't, yeah. just like I don't think Randy Moss wasn't a good receiver because he didn't win, or Logan Mankins wasn't a good offensive lineman because he didn't win, like, no, like, it's hard to win the Super Bowl. It's a team sport. There's a lot that goes into it. Same thing at Alabama. 
you know, maybe if he had the receivers that had been pumping through the Alabama system a few years earlier, or maybe if his defense wasn't giving up a boatload of points. Ooh, sorry, can't talk about that because that's Nick Saban's area of expertise. And he or maybe, if, yeah, or maybe if you know Jamison Williams doesn't sadly pop his ACL in the title game against Georgia, right. then he wins the shootout, and they're lauding him for finding a way to outduel a loaded Georgia team that had one of the most drafted from defenses of all time right so uh, i i completely dismiss the idea that billy o'brien is not a winner can't win now i also don't believe he is the be all end all oh we got billy o'brien see you in kansas city next january in the afc title game let's see if we go to the super bowl no no no. there's a million things that i think needs to be fixed on this team there's still a million questions that need to be answered hell on the coaching staff mm -hmm. i tend to assume by the way uh, you mentioned Adrian Clem getting a mm -hmm. second interview, reportedly, likely for now a an assistant coaching job. He was the offensive line coach with the Steelers uh, from 19 to 20 or 19 to 21. Was he Is full OL, OL coach or like an assistant offensive line coach? I think he was the offensive line coach, if, mm -hmm. if I remember correctly. Then now, went the to Oregon for two seasons to be offensive line coach and run game coordinator. Run game coordinator. I believe the stat I read is they did not allow a sack a year ago. Uh, no, that can't be right. Strike that's that wait, that's crazy that's town. That's I need to read that again. Um, in full Luke Skywalker at the end of Empire Strikes Back, that's impossible. It is impossible. Um, also, I wonder because I also read that he makes like a million bucks there. Is he gonna uh, need a million dollar a year job to come be the O line coach here? Because I can't imagine they're gonna pay him a million plus to be the offensive line coach here. Just an hour ago on Pro Football Talk, uh, the website of one of your other favorites, Mike Florio, report Patriots zero in on adding Adrian Clem to offensive staff. So this is trending. Uh, oh, and you know who the source is? According to Mike Giardi of NFL Media. Oh, that's our guy. And if, if it's coming from Giardi, I believe, you it. know, it's well sourced. I believe right. it. So not like a crap sheet report. See, I gave a chance right there to both to, to both like chuff one of our guys as well as for you to take a cheap shot at someone else who's never been on the podcast. It's only a cheap um, shot. It's not true. Yep. They've uh, Breer reported that the Patriots have met with him for a second time. And what uh, I was so, going to yep. say there is I wonder mm -hmm. if the second interview mm -hmm. is not only for the offensive line job, but including Bill O'Brien in the interview, because I'm now the offensive coordinator. Mm -hmm. Now I'll be involved in this Zoom call so that I can talk to you because we're going to be working closely together because Bill Belichick will be overseeing this all, but I'm the offensive boss now. I wonder if that's oh. the procedure. I love it. So yes, in fact, Clem was the offensive line coach for the Steelers for two seasons. Uh, actually, I'm sorry, Andy, for three from 19 through 21, then made his way to Oregon. Uh, nope. Uh, it was, uh, yep. He was, he was the team's assistant offensive line coach for two seasons, O-line coach in 2021, then goes to Oregon where he picks up more experience as assistant head coach, run game coordinator, and offensive line coach. So we're talking like now potentially going from Bill, Vinny Sanceri, Troy Brown, judge and Patricia having to do everything for the offense to Bill and some other coaches, perhaps it'll still be Troy Brown Sinceri. We'll see if there's any alterations to running backs coach room and wide receiver coach room. Nick Cayley, uh, the tight end coach room obviously could change as well now. But you're going to potentially add in a legitimate offensive line coach, a quarterback's coach with experience in Bill O'Brien, a real coordinator and play caller. Like 
This is a massive infusion of game planning and schematic talent. If nothing else, Patriots fans can sleep comfortably tonight knowing you're not going to be embarrassed. You're not going to be a punchline. You're not going to be the butt of multiple football jokes next season. You should be proud of the team that Belichick, O'Brien, and company field next fall. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to be too dramatic because I think even well-coached teams can have brain farts and do dumb things and fall in their crap to bed. Sure. Yeah. And other teams have put together what they thought were really good coaching staffs. And probably two years later, we're looking for new coaches or new jobs themselves. So like looked awful this weekend, Andy, that's a talented team, but that's very well coached. And they looked awful on Sunday. Awful. Yeah. I would argue that they lost their, their good coach. He now coaches the New York football giants. And that's why the offense has regressed this year without mm. Brian, mm. but I'm a bit of a Brian Dable rump swab. So no, it's you're allowed to be. You're you're allowed to, and you know, like to all the to all the people that say, oh, how good is Dayball if they lost thirty eight to seven to the Eagles? First of all, that Eagles team is excellent. Loaded. Second, yeah, they're loaded. Second of all, that Giants team Thank is you. full of a bunch of people pulled together from my son's flag football team and your high school sons. <laughs> I don't know if some of them would make my high school <laughs> city team. <laughs> like I, I didn't even know who that James guy was. They're Richie James. Leader. Yeah. He joined them like mid year. And now he's like their go-to guy. And I'm like, who the hell is this Richie James right. character? Yeah. And I know, and I know that Daniel Jones only threw 15 touchdown passes this year, but that he was able to get like Saquon's best season out of him. Like that, you know, I know they lost more games in the second half of the season than they won, but like, Everyone can pretty much universally agree Brian Dayball did something spectacular with that garbage Jet Giants roster this season, and they are trending up this year. And do we think it's a coincidence? Everybody used the what changed logic in New England, right? Mac Jones did XYZ as a rookie. The next year he did ABC. What changed? Oh, Josh McDaniels. So let's use the same what changed argument for Buffalo. Huh. Josh Allen was a turnover machine. This year without who, huh? What changed? Oh, guess what Daniel uh, Jones did? Led the NFL with fewest interceptions with five, career low five, huh? What changed hmm. for him? Oh, hmm. both the, the same thing changed for both guys. And he took the ability to not throw turnovers with him to New York from a different part of New York. <laughs> from Western New York to Eastern New York, which is technically in New Jersey. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think, oh, I did want to add real quick to, um, 850,000, not a million for Adrian Clem's salary at uh, Oregon. So he was making good money there. Very good money. Yes. Um, It'll be interesting to see what his aspirations are. He's now dabbled UCLA, Steelers, Oregon, Patriot. Like, what does he want to do? Does he want to be pro or does he want to be college? I love, I love also uh, these, the, shall shall we call it the um, systemic influence that you're now going to be getting with Bill O'Brien having gone from the Patriots to the somewhere else in the pros to college. Now back to the Patriots. If Clem does come in, you're bringing knowledge from another team in the AFC that traditionally has a good offensive line. They did have some issues because they had personnel issues and retirements and trades, but you know, blank happens play experience in the collegiate ranks as well. Like they're fortifying the sidelines. It, it's just, I, I take comfort. I, I, I breathe a big sigh of relief this morning and I continue to, I'm not going to say feel triumphant. No, it's not. Yeah, we'll see you next. We'll see you next January in Kansas City. Although I, I think the AFC is actually going to run through Cincinnati for a while now to come. Oh, you um, mean they didn't fall off? Because after they lost the Super Bowl, everybody told me they had no shot to make the playoffs, and I told you you were morons. Not you. I'm, t- I'm big <laughs> you, not you. Yeah. You. 
big no, you. No. And and I said, you. Yes. I said, I've lived this life. When you have a special quarterback, special goes to the playoffs just mm -hmm. about every year. It really has to be something anti-special for special to miss the playoffs. And huh, son of a bitch. Bengals are in the AFC championship. Who could have seen that coming? Oh, wait, mm. everybody who had any idea that that he was a special quarterback and also not the comp for Mac Jones. Still not the comp for no, Mac Jones. No, no. I think I think last Sunday the Mac Burrow comps uh have died. Uh, or at least at least been they've been put in carbonite for a long time to come. And it's Mac Jones who is going to have to work his way up to being compared to Joe Burrow again. Because I don't think you'll ever see Joe Burrow play down to what we've seen Mac Jones do. No disrespect to Michael McCorkle Jones in the NFL to date. Joe Burrow, I think without putting up a stat line that would have won people an individual DFS matchup or a fantasy league in a certain day. I haven't seen a quarterback impress in the playoffs in a singular effort like he just did last Sunday in Buffalo because it wasn't even he threw for yeah he threw for 250 yards and two touchdowns that's like a modest success, modestly successful playoff stat line but he was money the whole game everything about his demeanor like his steely approach the attitude like that team took his moxie his stones and his gumption into that game that game was over from the first snap like just Buffalo had no chance and they didn't even know it. It's because he's special. I, I just go to that word and I didn't even know. I, you he's know, there's awesome. been a lot of growing comparisons with Brady and I didn't even know he had a thing for Brady early. I don't know if you saw that interview with uh, somebody who cares. Mm -hmm. um, yep. He did the interview talking about, remember the Brady, uh, I think 2002 took a hit against Buffalo on a run that knocked his helmet off. And you're like, oh my God, Brady's dead. And he just jumped right up. And he was out of, and he was out, technically out of bounds on that play, or, or was that the David Patton play? No, no, no. Yeah, no. This was a different one. He was in bounds. He just yep. run, and somebody took his head off. Got clocked. And yeah. Joe Burrow apparently saw that as a. I mean, so that's twenty years ago. He was like a five year old or something. Yeah. And was yeah. Like that's what I want to do. That's who I want to be, basically. And you can see it in his game. He has that because we all know Brady's arrogant and cocky and ultimate competitor. Joe Burrow has that. Even just mm -hmm. the little. Um, better get the refunds ready for the oh, uh, neutral site. So, oh, he's not going to be Richard Sherman or Akib Talib and go off on some rant. It's just a little subtle. Get the don't refunds you ever ready. Throw blah, blah, blah. Like, no, right. I don't need that. I don't need the loudest voice in the room, chest thumping, look at me as in braggadocio. No, I just want that. The Joe, that's why he's Joey Burr. I just want that ice cold cockiness. Like, and Brady, I, that's what yeah, Brady and, always exactly. Brady, Brady's digs were always. Hey, Harbaugh, better study the rule book. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like four or five words, but like, oh boy, he just killed a man. He just murdered a man on live television. Or, you know, you worry about your roster to Marty Schottenheimer back in the day. Like, yeah. these little phrases, and that's what Joe Burrow is. And that's why, I don't know why we just got off on a rant, how much I love Joe Burrow. I think we both just kind of wanted to talk about him because he's awesome. Um, and that's also, but that's where you want to see, that's where maybe two years from now, if you surround Mac Jones with, Proper. That's you want to see him get to something like that. You want to see him operate with that kind of proficiency, with that kind of confidence, or just even um, uh, two thirds of that success. Can I get maybe just a, a taste? A I want to win the lottery too, but you know it's nice to want. <laughs> that's why you keep going. That's why it's, and, it's more than just buying cigarettes. Cigarettes and six packs is why you keep going to the corner store. Andy. Correct. Um, and I'm uh, that isn't meant to be a shot at Mac. There's no disrespect in being a good quarterback, not a great quarterback. I think Joe sometimes Burrow's being a great quarterback. 
Of course. And sometimes being successful in this life is realizing your limitations and trying to make the most out of things that can become your honest to God strengths, which is where we'll go back to square one, which is where, how, and why it's great to have Billy O'Brien back in town to regrow this offense and make the most of what they got and what they're to add. As other coaches get hired, as potential trades are made, free agents and more, you know, there's one place to come for all of your Pat's Talk shopping, and that, of course, is the Six Rings and Football Things podcast. Tell your friends, share, be a part of this growing community of online robust football dialogue, nonsense, sick burns, and more at Six Rings Pod, at Jumbo Heart, and at Fitzy GFY. And, of course, we're available on Spotify, the Odyssey app, Apple Pods, and more. Tell your friends, rate, review, subscribe, and share. We appreciate every last one, especially the ones that tell me that I look like a weird squarehead Kennedy person and Andy is a mean, mean troll. Until the next episode, good job, Justin Turpin, producer extraordinaire. He's Andy Hart. I'm Nick Fitzy Stevens. We will talk to you soon. Billy O is back. Rejoice, Pats Nation. What's to come next? We'll let you know next time we join you on Six Rings in Football Things. Goodbye, everybody.